going to read our scripture text for tonight. It's found, I didn't even tell you where it's found, Matthew the 13th chapter, beginning with the 54th verse and reading through the 58th verse. And when he was coming to his own country, that was Nazareth, he taught them in their synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And here's where I'm taking my thought. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. And I would like to speak a few minutes tonight on the subject, uh, limited faith, limited results. Limited faith, limited results. Did you know that we can tie the hands of God? A God that can do everything, but we can tie his hands and keep him from moving in the way that he wants to move. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, I pray that you would help me and give me uh, a delivery in such a way that it would be a blessing and an inspiration to the people of God that have gathered here in this service tonight. Glorify your name. Do a great thing in our midst, and we're believing you for it and praising you for it. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. You may be seated. It's all a matter of how much faith do you have. You know, I've heard people say, oh, I just get tired of going to service. We, we just don't have a very good service and nothing happens and nobody prays. Through. Well, whose fault is that? It's not God's fault. I venture to say, and I believe, and I believe I can prove it to you by the word of God, it's our fault. But if we will, the God that can do everything, if we will come believing, I can't wait to get there on Wednesday night. God's going to do a great thing, and the sick is going to be healed, and somebody's going to be filled with the Holy Ghost, and the power of God is going to be revealed. Well, if that's the kind of faith you have, then praise God. I believe it's going to happen. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. As your faith is, so be it unto you. Did you know that by your faith that you can set the conditions as to what God is going to do for you and how God is going to work in every service that you attend? Praise God. If he's there, he's able to do anything. Do you believe that? Praise God. So first of all, in, in this lesson or message tonight, let's establish the fact that Jesus is present in this sanctuary 
tonight. First of all, the Word of God says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in their midst. Now, I believe we didn't just come here today only to see one another. And uh, let me preface this by saying, it is a blessing to be with others of like precious faith. Amen. It's important to have fellowship with one another. For in unity there is strength. The word of God says one can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. But I believe and I hope that our greatest purpose greater purpose in coming to this sanctuary we have gathered here in his name to meet with the Lord and because of that fact hallelujah I believe that he's showing up in our midst in this service tonight hallelujah 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 and then secondly if we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we have br brought God with us into this service tonight. Does not the scripture say that we are the habitation of God through the Spirit found in Ephesians the second chapter and the 22nd verse? And the Holy Ghost is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Also, the Holy Ghost, which is the comforter, is Jesus abiding within us. Jesus said in St. John 14 and 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But you know him, for he dwelleth with you. In other words, Jesus was dwelling with them and shall be in you. In the 18th and the 20th verse, Jesus plainly stated, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. So what I'm saying, I'm saying that we need to look beyond all these veils of flesh that is setting in this service tonight and realize that we are setting in the presence of deity. Hallelujah. Jesus is here. Jesus is here. Woo, hallelujah, I believe it. I believe it. Then last but not least, what do we do to get Jesus to move among us? The scripture says that he inhabits the praises of his people. So in other words, now follow me. If we want to get him out of here, out there, we start praising him and the spirit will inhabit those praises. That's what the word of God said. And as we praise him, the song says we build a sanctuary that uh, activates the presence of God. In other words, as we praise him in faith, believing the word of God, hallelujah, God begins to move back and forth 
in our midst. And wherever there is faith, wherever there is true praise, I believe that it brings the activity of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. He starts moving up and down these aisles. He starts moving in and out of, of these pews. The God that spoke our world into existence. And it hangs in space by the power of his word. The God that created the universe and all living things. The Jesus that raised the dead and healed all manner of diseases and performed all kinds of miracles and parted the Red Sea and, and rained bread down from heaven has filled millions with his spirit. That is the God that is in our midst uh, in this service tonight. Hallelujah. How often have we said, if God's in our midst, anything can happen. And I believe that's true. Hallelujah. He has the ability. He has the power. And anything can happen in this service tonight unless we limit him by our lack of faith. You see, we hold the key as to what he will do in this service tonight. As your faith is, so be it unto you. And I'm not insinuating that we can control God, but I am saying that Jesus chooses to work according to our faith. Big faith, big things happen. Small faith, small things happen. No faith, nothing happens. The God that has all power, the unlimited God, but yet we can limit his ability to work and to move because of our lack of faith. Didn't the word of God say he could not do many works there? Because of their unbelief. Now let me ask the question. Did he have the ability and the power to do it? But yet the word of God said he couldn't do it. Because they wouldn't believe. So they tied his hands. They limited him. So what am I, what am I, what am I saying? I'm saying let's let our faith set the conditions in this service tonight... And if we'll believe God, thank God, we can see the results. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalm 78, 40 and 41 declares, How oft, speaking of Israel, how oft did they provoke him in the wilderness and grieve him in the desert? Yea, they turned back and tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. You see, God chooses to move and work according to our faith. How many of you want to believe God tonight? Hallelujah. You can walk out of this service healed. You can walk out of this service filled with the Holy Ghost and the power of God. I can walk out of this service healed. I just won't put the monkey on your back. I'll put it on mine. But if I'll believe God and I expect it and set the conditions, I believe that I can leave here tonight healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. 
And I don't know about you, but I want to believe him. I'm going to walk out of here healed. I'm going to walk out of here healed. I'm going to walk out of here healed. Woo! Glory to God. Somebody's going to walk out of here filled with the Spirit of God. Praise God. Praise God. Now, let me cite you some examples of this found in the Word of God. There was Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, that fell at the feet of Jesus and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but if you will come and lay your hand on her, she will live. Now, the question that I want to ask is, who set the conditions for this little girl's healing? Was it Jesus, or was it the one that was seeking the healing? You get what I'm saying? I cannot find where Jesus said any conditions. He didn't say, I've got to come and, and lay my hands on your little girl and pray a certain prayer and use a certain for formula, and then your little girl will be healed. I didn't hear him say that at all. But rather, it was Jairus that said, If you come... And lay your hands on my daughter. I believe she will be healed. And so it was. Jesus came, cast out all the unbelieving, and took the little girl by the hand and said, Daughter, arise. And she rose from her bed of death and affliction. And she was healed by the power of God. Why? Because God works according to our faith, hallelujah. He set the conditions. And God moved and God healed. Secondly, it's laying a foundation as Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house with the disciples and the multitude following him. There was a very sick, weak woman that had been losing blood for 12 years, the word of God said. She had gone to many physicians, but she only grew worse. This particular day, she had said within her, her heart, if I can just touch some part of Jesus' clothes, I know I will be healed. Again, let me ask you the question, who set the condition for this little lady's healing? And again, let me say, I cannot find where Jesus cried and said, If anybody touches any part of my garment today, you will be healed. But rather, it was the little woman that set the conditions for her healing. Amen? And you know the rest of the story. She pressed her way through the crowd. Hallelujah. And merely touched the hem of his garment. And immediately her blood was staunched. Jesus said, who touched me? The disciples laughed. In this crowd of people thronging you, and you ask, who touched me? Jesus said, somebody touched me in faith. For I perceive that virtue has gone out of my body. The woman, knowing that she was found out, fell down before him and confessed. You see, it, God works according to our faith. The little woman set the conditions. And maybe you think I'm off my gourd, off my rocker. But I believe that you can set the conditions 
for the need that you have and, and, and God can meet those conditions and he can touch you and heal you in this service tonight. Come on, let's have a great service. I know it's Wednesday night. I know the pastor's gone. I know you've got this old crippled preacher up here preaching. Uh, but bless God, God has not diminished uh, in his power. It doesn't matter if the pastor's here. It doesn't. Woo. It doesn't matter who's preaching. God's able. And if we'll believe him, and if we'll set the condition, oh, oh, glory to God, our needs can be met in this very service tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Maybe somebody's already said, I feel God. And if I just make a lap around this church, I believe God's going to meet my need. Well, bless God what you're waiting on. Do it. Let God have his way. And it'll happen in Jesus' name. Because God works according to our faith. Hallelujah. One last scriptural example. There was a centurion that came to Jesus concerning his servant that was homesick of the palsy, grievously tormented or in much pain and and anguish. And uh, he besought Jesus. He begged Jesus to, to heal his servant. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion said, and of course he was a Gentile, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. Jesus marveled at his faith and said to the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in that same hour. Because the scripture bears out the fact that when he returned home, he found his servant well. And he began to inquire as to when it happened. And it was the very time that Jesus sent forth his word. And he was healed by the power of God. Now, I know you're getting tired of hearing this, but again, it was the centurion that set the conditions for the healing of his servant. Jesus said, as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. Jesus works according to our faith. In fact, Jesus offered and was willing to go with him into his home but he said not so lord for i'm not worthy that you should do this but just speak the word only in other words there's power in the living word of god and so therefore jesus chose to work in the way that centurion believed did you know and i believe this I'm convinced, hallelujah, that there's power in the living word of God. And I saw names up there on that board. And yes, I prayed for them. But I believe that 
we can send out the anointed word of God, the living word of God, and we can send them into those homes. And that brain tumor will leave. And that stage four cancer will shrivel up. Hallelujah. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's power in the word of God. And we need to send it forth. We need to send it forth. Come on, let's do that right now. Lord, I send your word forth to that individual that has that brain tumor. Let it shrivel up in Jesus' name. I send your word forth to that person that has stage four cancer and it's going to leave. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Let's believe God. If we'll believe God, I believe God will do it. He chooses to work according to our faith, church. Praise God. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So let me say, through faith, you can set the conditions for receiving the touch that you need in this service tonight. I've, just to give you modern day examples, I've seen people, individuals come to a service. I've seen them come and, and uh, they, and I, I'm not criticizing anybody, but it just seem like they're half-heartedly seeking God. And they go to the altar not believing they're going to receive the Holy Ghost. And I'm not trying to condemn and uh, they go back and they don't receive it. But yet on the other hand, I've seen some people come and say, tonight's the night. I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost before I leave this sanctuary. And 10 out of 10 that say that, they have received the Holy Ghost. Or at least that's been my experience. I remember several years ago, there was a, a, a man by the name of Brother Forehand. And I don't know if any of you had known him in the past. But anyway, uh, we were holding a revival in Anna, Illinois at that particular time. And uh, he uh, came to the service. And uh, I don't know, the first one or two nights he went to the altar and, and he prayed. And about the third night he came to me he said, Now, Brother Carr... He said, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm not going to pray every night because I work through the day and I'm tired and, and I just don't feel like it. And, and uh, I tried to be diplomatic and I said, well, I understand. But really in my heart, I felt like if you don't want it any more than that, you're not going to get it. But the second week... <laughs> His wife came home from Chicago. Their daughter was having a new baby, and she'd gone up there to help take care of the daughter and take care of the baby. But uh, the second week, she came back home, and that first Sunday night of the revival, she went to the altar, and she was determined. And she fell back on the floor and lifted her hands and began to speak in other tongues. And... Uh, uh, she preached a better sermon than I could have ever preached. She must have told her husband how wonderful it was. She must have been overjoyed. She probably didn't let him sleep hardly all night. She was rejoicing and speaking in tongues, praising God. And uh, the next night, 
he come to the service and I was back at the entrance where people come in and, and he come walking up. No, I was up front because I remember I was sitting up there in the orchestra. I was helping them with the music because they didn't have much music. And, and he looked at me and he went like that. And I said, I thought it was somebody. Else. I said, me? And, I said, and so... Uh, I went back there to where he was at the entrance of the church, and he said, Did you bring your lunch tonight? (laughs) My lunch? I said, What in the world are you talking about? He said, Well, I'm telling you, you might better have brought your lunch because I've come tonight, and I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost if it takes me all night. I said, Look, brother, it's not going to take you all night. If you're that hungry, you're going to get it. I couldn't hardly wait to get through with the message that night. And he come running to the altar. It didn't take all night. It didn't take 30 minutes. It didn't take five minutes minutes but he looked around on that city bus it was crammed full of people and he thought no I can't do that and so he went ahead and rode the city bus to work and when he got to work he was working there at his machine and once again he thought He said, the condition, if I'll just lift my hands and scream out hallelujah, God will fill me with the Holy Ghost. But he looked at all of his peers and and the workers that were around him. God spoke to him twice that day, once that morning, once that afternoon. But he refused to do it because he didn't know how that would affect his relationship with his peers. And he's afraid it would scare them nearly half to death. And uh, so finally... Work was over with, and he got on the Indianapolis City bus, and, and he was going back home after work. And once again, he was sitting clear in the back of the bus, and he just said, if I'll lift my hands and scream out hallelujah, God's going to fill me with the Holy Ghost. And he just said, he looked around, sure it was full, and he just said, okay, God. And he threw up his hands, and he screamed out, Can you imagine what that, those people on that bus did? They all turned around and looked. And by the time someone had called Brother Urshan and said, I think you need to come down here. And, and by the time he got there, they had pulled the bus, the city bus, over to the corner. And they had pulled this young man down the aisle. And they had him out there on the corner of the sidewalk. They would called the doctor. And the doctor was there with a stethoscope. Him speaking in other tongues. Uh, trying to feel, uh, find out if he was having some kind of seizure or something. (laughs) Praise God. But Brother Urshan went making his way through the crowd, and by that time there was about 150 people trying to figure out what was going on. And Brother Urshan said, I'll tell you what is going on. This is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel, that in the last days God's going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he preached to that congregation about the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. This young man set the conditions and God honored his faith and he filled him 
with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So, I'm going to close. But I'm just saying to you tonight, when you come in Sunday, don't come in with a negative attitude. You come in, we're going to have a great service this morning. Hallelujah. Somebody's going to get the Holy Ghost. People are going to pray through. Somebody's going to be healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. Don't come in with, oh, well, we're going to have another one of those whole home services. If that's your faith, that's what you're going to have. Praise God. But if you'll believe God, if you'll believe God, if you'll set some conditions, God's going to honor it, and he's going to bless, and he's going to touch. Hallelujah. And furthermore, let me tell you, you don't even have to wait till Sunday night. I believe God is just as great right here on Wednesday night that he is on Sunday night. God's not diminished in his power. He's real. Do you believe he can heal tonight? Do you believe he can fill tonight? Do you believe he can perform a miracle tonight? Hallelujah. There's a miracle right back there. Hallelujah. And I, no doubt there are other miracles setting over this congregation. And praise God, I believe that it can happen right here in this service tonight. You say, oh, Brother Carr, it's Wednesday night. And that old 77-year-old preacher is the one that is preaching. Well, I'm trying to do my best. But God don't need me. Hallelujah. He just needs our faith. He needs us to believe him. And you can go out of this service Believe in God. Hallelujah. Receiving from the Lord. Receiving the results that you need in this service tonight. If you believe it, let's clap our hands under the